Saturday night, and we are live, closing out the week right before we begin another week with church tomorrow morning. God bless you all. Be well in Jesus' mighty name. Only 55 minutes of Furious. We're going to hop right to it. Constitutional tweet introducing the first section of the show, which is our judicial system, our court system, our criminal justice system, breaking former CIA chief Mike Morrell testifies under oath that Biden campaign and Tony Blinken asked him to orchestrate letter from 50 Intel officials falsely claiming that the laptop was Russian dis- disinformation. You just put up the pic side by side. This is Mike Morrell. That's him. Just so everybody, these, these are the dweebs that are running the United States. Just so everybody knows, they're not manly, muscular, or uh, men, or beautiful women. or anything. These are the little dweebs that are running the United States that have usurped the constitutional democratic republic that we're supposed to be living in, and they end up doing deep state status uh, just absolute minutia like this. Everybody remembers what this is. I hope that you do. And this is a great example how we do not leave things behind. If they weren't repented of, it's not let your bygones be bygones. That's not, by, that's not a Bible verse. And you're like, let the, you know, Philippians 3, 13, 14, let the past be in the past. That was spoken of the, the apostle Paul who had repented of all of his sin. All of these things need to be tried in one way or the other, i.e. hearings, civil proceedings or criminal proceedings they need to be tried because none of the people involved in these things have ever said they were wrong have ever apologized and of course none of them have ever repented the reason why former uh, cia uh basically cia chief and like an under chief mike morell the reason why he and higher up this is a big wig in the cia the reason why he is uh confessing this is because he was put under oath and that's what has to happen with all of these people. No, he's never going to be tried by Merrick Garland because Merrick Garland is an attorney general for what? Uh, he's a banana republic attorney general in the position of attorney uh, general that's not over a banana republic. But he, of course, is running the United States like a third world banana republic. But Mike Morrell had to confess these things because he's under oath. And just so everybody remembers what this is, is that when you had the Hunter Biden laptop story suppressed on Facebook, suppressed on Twitter, suppressed on Instagram, suppressed on all social media, suppressed on Google as Russian disinformation. Where did that story come from? It came from Mike Morrell. How did it come from Mike Morrell? See, these, these are things that are actually quite simple. How did this happen? Now, remember, this, this may sound overly simplistic to you, but the sequestration, the, the sequestering of, the, the banning of the Hunter laptop story what is cost cost Trump the election? Many other things cost him the election too, but this in and of itself cost him the election by itself. Even if even with all the COVID stuff and the and the Zucker boxes and the and the lack of signature verification and non traceable ballots, all those things, the six, the seven cities and the six states that I've illustrated many times. Even with all that in place, Donald Trump wins the election according to polls given to Democrats. Donald Trump wins the election because many Democrats would have changed their vote and and voted for Donald Trump if they would have seen what was on the Hunter Biden laptop, which is numerous crimes, him smoking crack, him him hiring Russian prostitutes, uh, sex sex trafficking with Russian prostitutes, possible child porn, uh, 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 10% to the big guy, all the different things that are on this laptop, which the FBI has had in its custody since 2019. A year before the election, they had this 
in, in custody. So what happened was Tony Blinken, the current Secretary of State, contacts, and the Biden campaign contacts Mike Morrell, ex-CIA chief, and says, hey, we need you to circulate a letter to 50 other, he's number 51, to 50 other intel chiefs, Leon Panetta, James Clapper, John Brennan. I have the list in a second. And we want you to say that this is Russian disinformation. That's, that would, that, they did this. Absolutely, of course, I, I'm always saying on this show, whenever you're going to espouse an opinion, somebody should always ask you, from what data are you drawing information from that has formed this opinion that you are now espousing? What data? Mike Morrell had no data. There was no data that this was Russian disinformation. You had, a, you had a signed receipt with Hunter Biden's name on it, videotape with Hunter Biden walking into the store. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden now, his attorneys have now admitted that it's his laptop, but Mike Morrell with Anthony Blinken and Joe Biden circulated a story that this was Russian disinformation. Everybody wonders why Russia hates the United States. Well, because first it's Russian collusion. Then it's Russian bounties on soldiers. Then it's, then it's Russian disinformation with the, with the Hunter Biden laptop, none of which is true. All of it is bold-faced lies. What's all, again, I bring up the point that I bring up every time, and I pretty much bring this up every Saturday because we're on the Christian television network right now. I just want to ask the Christians, you know about people like this. You know who they are. They, they're all leftist globalist liars that you are allegedly against. You voted for Donald Trump. You're going to vote for Donald Trump again, as will I. You, you do those things, and you, you know what sort of values people like Mike Morrell has. He said there was, there was two reasons, and I'll get to that in a minute, why he did this, and number two was he wanted Joe Biden to win. So they lie. Masks, stopping COVID is a lie. Russian, Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers was a lie. Trump calling uh, soldiers that were buried off of Normandy and everything else losers that's a lie. Trump trying to take over his limo and on 1-6, lie. But Christine Blasey Ford, lies. Anita Hill, lies. Masks work, lies. The vaccine stops transmission and infection, lies. The vaccine is safe and effective, lies. And they lie and they lie. A person, an unborn person is not a person, lies. And then suddenly, they come out with a vaccine and you take their vaccine. Suddenly, they sprout virtue when it comes to something that you take a metal rod and inject into your bloodstream. Suddenly, they have virtue and you believe them? They lie, they lie, they lie, and they put a medical label in front of it, they have virtue. Amazing to me. That's how the mark of the beast is going to be ushered in. Lie after lie after lie after lie, and then suddenly the liars sprout virtue. Does that make sense to everybody? All right, there we go. Mischief video. Ex-CIA director, uh, director Michael Morrell testifies that Secretary of State Anthony Blinken played a key role in discrediting the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to being appointed as Secretary of State. Play it for me. Now we've learned through testimony from former CIA Deputy Director Michael Morrell that Secretary of State Antony Blinken played a key role in creating that letter before he became Secretary of State. So here's the list. If Will, you can just put up the next pick. Here's the list of people. You're not going to be able to necessarily see all the names. Screenshot it, blow it up later. I'll give, you, I'll give you four of the names that are on this list right here. These are the people that Mike Morrell, he actually went on and about spreading this Hunter Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop, 
is Russian disinformation. He spread it throughout these 50 idiots right here. And these 50 idiots, again, went out and wrote down. They, they, they made public statements. They actually wrote written statements and said that this is Russian disinformation. The Hunter Biden laptop is Russian based on what? Based on what did they espouse that, that opinion? Based on what data did they create that opinion? Absolutely no data whatsoever. Just like the vaccine is safe. All these same idiots right here. These same idiots will tell you that the vaccine is safe and effective based on what data? They don't have any data. There is no data. They just say it because it, because it pushes forward a politically expedient agenda for them. On that list, John Brennan, he's in the middle. James Clapper, he's in the middle. Leon Panetta to the right. And then Michael, Michael Hayden up there to the top right. He's another one, along with Mike Morrell himself, which is, I'm trying to see where he's at. I can't see him. He's on there too. He's, he's, oh, he's, uh, I believe he, he's, uh, he's uh, left side, top left. So there, there they all are, all bold-faced lies. Same liars that tell you that abortion is not killing a human being. The vaccine is safe and effective. COVID has a 3% death rate. Oh, wait, has a 0.1% death rate. Same liars over and over again. Federalist article. During his recent testimony before the House Judiciary Committee, Mike Morrell, a former deputy director of the CIA, who signed on to the letter, revealed that on or around October 17, 2020, Anthony Blinken reached out to him to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop story, which had been published in the New York Post on October 14th and banned on Twitter, banned on Facebook, banned on Instagram, banned on Google a short time later. According to, based on the 50 former Intel chiefs that said it's Russian disinformation based on absolutely no information whatsoever, based on absolutely no cooperating evidence whatsoever. And it cost, it cost uh, uh, Donald Trump the election. According to Morrell, Blinken's outreach, Blinken's outreach set in motion the events that led to the issuance of the public statement that baselessly asserted the laptop was part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Collusion, collusion. Now they got Russian, now you have that this is Russian disinformation. They lie to you about everything. Nothing is true outside of right-wing pundits, right-wing sources. And it's no longer right-wing as in right side of the aisle. It's actually correct. We should not call ourselves right-wing anymore. We should call ourselves correct-wing. When asked if he had any intent to write the statement prior to Blinken's call, Morell said he did not, confirming the call absolutely pushed him to write it. Anthony Blinken, current Secretary of State, at this time deeply involved with the, with the Biden campaign, calls a former CIA chief and says, hey, we need you to write a letter. We need you to bullface lie to the citizenry of the United States of America and get 50 collaborators to sign on with it. Just like Anthony Fauci did with the Lancet. When Lancet, when, when he said, you know, this is, that, the, that the virus, that COVID-19 was from a natural origin, when it was already written to him twice by two experts, all of that, of course, is redacted, that it was not a naturally, uh, uh, a natural, it was not a natural origin virus. But Anthony Fauci does the same thing. They lie, they lie, they lie. And then all they have to do is tell the, tell the evangelical Christian community that it's a medical emergency and the evangelical uh, Christian community will do anything they say from the abortionists, from the liars, from the communists, from the transgenderists, from the gay marriage people. They'll do whatever they say as long as they put a medical label on it. Amazing to me. As if you think that they're going to come to you with the mark of the beast, Revelation chapter 13, they're going to just, 16 through 18, they're going to just come to you with the mark of the beast and say, hey, this is Satan's mark. They're not. There's going to be a valid reason for you to take the mark. 
When asked if he had any intent to write the statement prior to Blinken's call, Morell said he did not. Conforming the call, confirming the call pushed him to write it. Blinken would later email Morell an article from USA Today that, that same day alleging the FBI was examining whether the Hunter Biden laptop was part of a disinformation campaign. This is what they always do. This is what the liars do. This is what the gaslighters do. This is what the propagandists do. They did this with the collusion hoax. What they did with the collusion hoax is the same thing the FBI did here. Leak information. All they got to do is say, you know what? We have decided to sit in an office, you know, with Andrew McCabe and James Comey and, you know, James Clapper or whoever. We're all going to sit into a room. We're going to say, you know what? We're going to launch a, we're going to launch an investigation. Now leak to the FBI that we're going to launch an investigation. Then they use the, the actual media report as a precipice to launch an investigation. That's what they do. Blinken wasn't the only Biden campaign official Morell was in contact with regarding the statement. However, uh, however, Morell also claimed that following the October 22nd, 2020 presidential debate, Steve Reschetti, Biden's campaign chairman, reached out to him personally to thank him for putting the statement out. Morell testified that he sent an email telling Nick Shapiro, former deputy chief uh, of staff and senior advisor to, to the director of the CIA, John Brennan, that the Biden campaign wanted a statement to go to a particular reporter at the Washington Post, i.e. Goebbels. Remember, you got to have a Mangala if you're going to be a totalitarian. Got to have a Mangala, got to have a Goebbels. You got to be doing experimentation on human beings for your own personal political gain, and you've also got to have a Goebbels for your own personal political gain. Washington Post first, and that he should send the statement to the campaign when he had sent the letter to the reporter. So they, what they said was, draft the letter, send it to the reporter at the Washington Post, and also email it to your other 50 former intel chiefs. Brennan, along with the former o Obama Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, and former CIA Director Leon Panam, were among the first intel officials who signed the phony statement. Based on absolutely no evidence, they all went out and espoused that this was Russian disinformation. Morale later, later claimed in his testimony that there were two intents behind release. Here they are. Here's the two intents behind releasing the statement. One being for former intel officials to share their alleged concerns. That's a lie. One of, one of his, I'll get to it. With the, with the American people that the Russians were playing on this issue. The other was to help President Trump. Okay, I mean, President Biden, Vice President Biden win the election. So his first reason is a conjured up reason that he, via his actions, created. There was, listen, he said, one of the, the two intents behind releasing the statement, this is, this is the word games, the Potomac two-step games that they play. There, his two intents were, number one, being former intel officials, uh, one being for former intel officials to share their alleged concerns. They didn't have any alleged concerns. The only alleged concerns that they had were the ones that he was telling them to propagate. They didn't have any alleged concerns. This was not some sort of vehicle for them to espouse their alleged concerns. Their alleged concerns that didn't exist until he sent his instigation letter for them to have concerns. This is bullface lies. You wanted to help the vice president. Why? Asked Jim Jordan. To which Morell replied, because I wanted him to win the election. The debunked letter signed by Morell and dozens of other former Intel officials wasn't just used by corporate media to dismiss a major story implicating the Biden family. It was used by Joe Biden in his October 22nd debate with uh, President Donald Trump. Here's that. Play for me, Will. 
This is true about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Hey, President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you've I have to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly it. what, is this that's where exactly going? what This is told. where he's going. The laptop that, right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue boy, on the boy. issue of Look at what conviction Joe Biden lies with. There, you know, there are 50 former, and yeah, you're the one who went out and found the former 50 intel uh, chiefs to lie. You're the one who actually did it. You sent your own campaign manager and your former, uh, your 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 soon-to-be Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, to Mike Morrell to actually instigate them all to write that letter. Mike Morrell wrote the letter himself and the other 50 signed on to it at your instigation. And then he goes on the base at 50 former intel. That's what they do with everything. Safe and effective. Stops transmission and infection. Russian bounties on, on U.S. soldiers. Uh, Russian collusion. The, the Ukrainian phone, phone call. Quid pro quo. It's all lies. Remember that when they come out with their next medical emergency. As you have Joe Biden sign off, sign away American sovereignty to the pandemic treaty with the World Health Organization when suddenly they're going to come to you and go, you know what, there's too much CO2 in the air. Everybody needs to lock down for two weeks to flatten the CO2. That turns into three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. Let's go to the next one. This is the state of our court system, the state of our criminal justice system. On to the next thing. Gabe Kaminsky tweet, Jeremy Bash, ex-CIA chief of staff, and we're not quite to the next thing yet, but signature of the intelligence letter falsely flagging the Hunter Biden laptop Russian disinformation after Joe Biden's campaign allegedly pressed the issue has made thousands of dollars. Here's a signature onto the letter, and he gives, the only people that are signing onto this letter are Democratic Party contributors. That's the state of our judicial system. Go to the next one for me. Here's just a great timeline by Charlie Clerk. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for nearly a year before the New York Post story dropped. They knew it was authentic and would have completely exonerated uh, Donald Trump long before the first impeachment or the second impeachment. Remember, and they, of course, they held on to it the entire time. Just like Deborah Burks. Remember, these are, they're all liars. They're all part of the globalist, leftist, bourgeois cabal. Deborah Burks, I knew the whole time that the vaccine wasn't going to stop transmission and infection. As she has sat on that alleged knowledge over two years while the vaccine is being mandated on the precipice that it stops transmission and infection, I mean, on, on a precipice, on the precedent that it stops transmission and infection, she knew the whole time people were being fired for not taking it. People, people were being mandated to take it to stop transmission and infection. Using the vaccine doesn't stop transmission and infection. She knew the whole time doesn't say a daggum thing. FBI knows the whole time this is legit, a legit laptop. Listen, any, any, any sort of tech expert knows immediately whether it's a copy 
They know immediately whether it's legit or not. Plus, Hunter Biden's attorneys are trying to get it back under, under the understanding that it's his laptop. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for nearly a year before the New York Post story dropped. They knew it was authentic. So, they, and they, so the FBI, in coordination with Twitter, in coordinate, remember, this, is, this goes so deep, and I really want to talk about other stuff, but I got to just got to, I got to go a little deeper. So you have the FBI meeting weekly with Facebook, meeting weekly with Twitter, and former FBI agents are now part of the Twitter staff meeting weekly with them to tell them, you know what? There's going to be a lot of rush. They don't ever say the laptop, but there's going to be a major, uh, what do they call it? Dump and something. I can't remember what it is, but there's going to be a major dump of Russian disinformation. They knew that it was going to be the laptop story that was going to get out, obviously, because Rudy Giuliani has still to this day has a copy of it. So they knew it was going to come out. Of course, they raided Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, not Hunter Biden. They've raided Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. So they knew that they knew that they were, so they, they were meeting and telling people, the FBI was telling social media platforms to ban, to censor all the, all, you know, the information that comes out, knowing that it was actually legit. When the New York Post story came out, it was, um, I'm trying, I, guess I, I can't remember, I, I can't remember the name of the reporter, but anyway, they, they sent it out. But anyway, they knew that that, that, that article was good was uh gosh what's her name drive me nuts something a man something whatever drive me nuts i can't i hate when i can't remember people's names but anyway i follow her on social media drives me nuts but anyway so they knew the whole time that that article was actually factual actual factual they knew it was and then were lying to social media platforms saying that it wasn't that was uh, they never mentioned the laptop well everybody knew it was going to be that it was going to be the Hunter Biden laptop story. And they said it was going to be a major dump of Russian disinformation. They knew it. This just shows you. The FBI, this just proves that the FBI is politically biased. That the FBI is the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. As if we need any other proof after they continually, continuously arrest pro-life protesters that don't do any violence whatsoever. Raid Mar-a-Lago, arrest Peter Navarro, arrest Steve Bannon, arrest Michael Flynn, arrest Roger Stone and everything else that they've done. Uh, Ray James O'Keefe, we already know who they are. This is just further proof. Remember the FBI was warning social media companies in 2020 of a possible Russian disinformation op that might just happen to involve Hunter Biden based on the laptop, which they knew was actually, was, was, was his actual laptop. Remember that the FBI was surveilling Rudy Giuliani and likely knew exactly when the post was going to publish. Go to the next one for me, Will. Remember that Twitter execs participated in the Aspen Institute tabletop exercise on potential, there it is, hack and dump, hack and dump operation relating uh, to Hunter Biden. Now remember, now realize that the Biden campaign, by way of now Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, orchestrated the infamous letter from 50 plus former Intel officials who claim Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, almost as if on cue. Of course it was. This is Operation Mockingbird still in place. The media, the mainstream media, is controlled. This is not conspiracy theory. This is absolute proof that it's true that the mainstream media is nothing more than the Goebbels wing of the Democratic Party and the bourgeois leftist elitist cabal. It was all planned, orchestrated, and executed to rig the 2020 presidential election, which is absolutely true. Go to the next one for me, Will. Uh, Will. Pam, see now video. Truth bomb. 
This is this is now this is an FBI agent. Not speaking necessarily particularly about the Hunter Biden laptop story, but this is what's actually happening inside of the FBI with many whistleblowers coming forward. Play it for me, Will. Yes, it was physically taxing and emotionally jarring, but I believed I was making an impactful difference. And every day I woke up and I embraced being an FBI special agent until things changed. Over the course of my 12 plus years, the FBI's trajectory has transformed. On Bureau, the, papers, the Bureau's mission it remained the same, but its priorities and governing principles shifted dramatically. The FBI became politically weaponized, starting from the top in Washington and trickling down to the field offices. So that's from former Special Agent Parker, who is testifying that the, the DOJ and the FBI is politically weaponized, which, of course, we already knew. But I just wanted you to hear it from, no disrespect, the horse's mouth. All right, Greg Price video, irredeemably corrupt. Watch the media. Play it for me. Secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. And I want to make this last statement, too. In, in light of the Dominion settlement with Fox, this is great news. Because now, if you have anybody on your shows that espouses the wrong opinion about anything, that's now defamation, defamation. Not, not that your network espoused those views, because Fox News never came out and said Dominion was corrupt, never. But now they've lost $787 million to Dominion because guests on their show said that it was corrupt. So this is great, because not only do they have guests on their show, shows alleging, uh, misinformation that was at they're alleging that something was misinformation russian misinformation russian disinformation which was actually factual now they can be sued for the guests are on their show and you also heard actual cnn msnbc hosts espouse something that was factually incorrect so now they can all be sued by donald trump this is fantastic thank you thank you dominion Thank you, Fox, for bending over. Thank you for setting up this precedent that anything and everything said on any show, any platform, any time, whether it's the host, the network, or guests of the host and network, you can now be sued for defamation. It's great. I mean, that's the new precedent. We now understand it's just like the new precedent is whenever you come into power, you weaponize the DOJ and arrest all your political opponents. We got it. We got it. No problem. New rules, new game. We got it. Paul Sperry tweet. Breaking ex-BuzzFeed, just want to show you the, the culture that we're in. We're going to another story after this one. Breaking ex-BuzzFeed editor, the, BuzzFeed, just so everybody knows, who is the, were the ones who actually posted the Steele dossier. Remember the Steele dossier? How did, that, how did that pan out? Well, Hillary Clinton, it should sound eerily familiar. Hillary Clinton hired Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, which hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele, Christopher Steele Googled Russia and wrote all that down using bar talk with Igor Danchenko. 
who's now being criminal has been criminally charged his, his trial is happening right now and they just made the steel dossier of saying that that donald trump remember the pp hoax donald trump was urinated on by hookers in moscow all that it was all just bar talk and jokes from igor danchenko and, and other what uh uh, Michael Steele calls open source data. Open source data is a fancy way of saying I Googled it. That's all that it is. And they created the Russian collusion hoax that BuzzFeed went ahead and just printed. They printed it. Now, they they also are they're completely liable now, but under the new rules, remember how they used to be, they could be guarded because basically what you would say, whether you're the TLP or whether you're Fox News or you're BuzzFeed, you're saying we are reporting that this person said that. We're not espousing it. We're reporting that this person said it. Doesn't matter anymore. And they are all sitting there rejoicing. Idiots like Krasenstein on Twitter and all these other uh, blue check marks and James, Ta- James Tapper and, and MSNBC and say, oh yes, Fox News going down. They're sitting there applauding at their own editorial doom. It's hysterical to watch. It really is. But BuzzFeed bites the dust. Ex-BuzzFeed editor Ben Smith now admits he knew at the time he published in full the fake Russian dossier. He's finished. That it contained clear errors? He's finished. He's done. Donald Trump is going to sue Ben Smith personally into oblivion now. It's over. And if he doesn't do it, uh, Rona, Mc, Rona Romney McDaniel needs to do it from the RNC. Clear errors, in fact, one of his editors, Miriam Elder, warned it is, it is not just unconfirmed. It includes some clear errors. He published it anyway. Sue him into oblivion. That's what we need to do. Stop the protesting. Stop carrying signs. We need to coagulate billions of dollars and sue these people into oblivion. We need to make Judicial Watch, uh, OMG, which is James O'Keefe, and any other any other entity. Uh, you know, Jay Sekulow. His, I can't remember what his his institution is called. We need we need to these people need to be made multi billion dollar conglomerates that sue every single time there's something to sue over because one you know like Christy Bosley Ford needs to be sued into oblivion not paid six hundred thousand dollars with a GoFundMe account to go and lie about Brett Kavanaugh and Brett Kavanaugh's a coward for not suing her into oblivion for defamation all right let's move on here's the next here's the next thing so we have the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation story. That's one part of this. And now you've got the DOJ, that's the CIA and former uh, CIA chiefs, former intel officers. That's CIA, that's actually not DOJ, even though I'm lumping it into our criminal justice system because it should be criminally tried or at least civilly tried. And these people need to be sued into oblivion. Kevin uh, Tober video, here it is, CBS. It is a bad sign if you're a Democrat and CBS comes out against you. CBS Evening News is the first of three networks to cover the bombshell IRS whistleblower report in the Hunter Biden investigation. Play it for me, Will. There is breaking news in the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor sent a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection, saying his client has information that suggests the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment and politics. Here's CBS News Chief Investigative Correspondent Jim Axelrod. My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. 
typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. Lytle wouldn't talk in specifics, declining to identify either his client or the target of the investigation his client helped conduct. Can you identify him? I can't at this stage, Jim. But CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. What we're doing is, is being completely cooperative. That was Biden two years ago, after the DOJ opened an investigation into his finances. The FBI collected what it believed was sufficient evidence to charge Biden with tax crimes. And last year, sent its findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Since then, silence. Right, here we go. So, okay, so now we got, we have the, the what's, of course, what's happening here is you have Merrick Garland who's refusing to prosecute. The FBI has already come forward and said, even the FBI, because see, these people will do anything to keep their jobs. They will keep their jobs. They will turn on each other, even though they're, they're s- simply brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. They're not going to lose their job for that sake. They're not going to lose their pension for that sake. So they'll, of course, as all evil demonic people do, they will turn on each other. So they will turn if it comes down to it. Just like Mike Morrell, when he's put under oath, he's not going to go to prison for Joe Biden. He'll lie for Joe Biden. He'll circulate a false letter for Joe Biden. He'll create propaganda for Joe Biden. He'll falsify an election for Joe Biden, but he's not going to go to prison for Joe Biden. So now you have a former, listen to who this person is, a former supervisor, special agent at the IRS, who's now a whistleblower saying that this case is being improperly handled due to political influences. So I'm just waiting for Adam Schiff to step forward. I'm waiting to see how Adam Schiff step forward and all these other people that love to protect whistleblowers. I hope they give the same preferential treatment to this whistleblower because that's actually what preferential treatment is actually statutorily required for whistleblowers. A man of memes tweet, update IRS whistleblower confirms. You put that up for me. There you go. Update IRS whistleblower confirms Biden AG Merrick Garland lied under oath, committed perjury. He's done this before. When will he face charges? The whistleblower has already come out and said that Merrick Garland has lied under oath. Here's the Gateway Pundit article. The New York Post reported on Thursday night that Merrick Gar- that the Attorney General Merrick, Gar- uh, General Merrick Garland is the senior Biden official mentioned by the whistleblower who is preventing Hunter Biden from being criminally prosecuted. I thought he always said he was unbiased and that the, that the scales of justice are blind at the DOJ. Attorney Mark Lytle wrote Wednesday that the longtime IRS employee wants to provide information to congressional leaders to contradict sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee, Garland, and also to detail preferential treatment in the criminal probe of the first son. The whistleblower already made disclosures to inspector to the inspectors general of the Treasury and Justice Departments. However, due to a quirk of federal law, he needs congressional approval, which he'll get because we are in the majority to more fully describe his allegations to his own lawyers, which he wants to do before testifying to lawmakers. So he has to make these disclosures to his lawyers first, but he he has to get congressional approval under the Whistleblower Act to make these disclosures to his attorneys. Then they can come forward and make these disclosures to a congressional hearing. Here's the Tucker Carlson video. Why is this not been, I wonder why this hasn't been prosecuted. Well, Merrick Garland's putting the kibosh on it. That's the top of the heap. Well, there's one step below, there's one person below Merrick Garland who is also putting the brakes on this investigation. And it's not even the brakes on the investigation. It's actually the brakes on the prosecution because the investigation has already yielded enough evidence for prosecution, which by the way, just so everybody knows, so you understand this, 
Federal prosecutions are different than local prosecutions. The federal conviction rate is like 99, 99, 99%. They don't, they do not, they're not like local cops. And I'm not bad mouthing local cops. I was a local cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017 myself, right here where I'm sitting, Sarasota County, Florida. But it, federal cases, they don't, they, don't, they don't have to deal with as many cases local law enforcement does per capita. So their cases are pretty airtight. I mean, of course, we know about all the lying that they're doing with all these other cases. I'm just talking about, on the whole, that's been the precedent for years that you never can beat the feds at their cases because they're so airtight. So for the FBI to come forward and say, we have enough evidence to prosecute Hunter Biden and it not be done, somebody is stopping it. And that right there is a crime. It's called obstruction of justice. At the federal level, it's felonious. And that's what's happening. We know with Merrick Garland, because the whistleblower has said so, and now who else is doing this? Tucker Carlson had, this is about 90 seconds, had an explanation of that. Play for me. Say what you will about elected Democrats, but they know where the power is. They're like truffle pigs for power. No matter how thick the forest is, they will find it. Here's one example. In his very first hours in office, literally on inauguration day, Joe Biden named a new head of the criminal division at the Justice Department. Now, Biden spent that same day, you will remember, lecturing the rest of us about equity, meaning that straight white men are bad. And yet, strangely, the person he chose for this job was not a member of a racial or sexual minority. He was instead a highly privileged straight white guy. He was called Nick McQuaid. Nick McQuaid went to private schools. He rode at Wesleyan. He went to Columbia for law school. He was definitely not oppressed, but that did not matter to Joe Biden. Some jobs are too important for affirmative action. McQuaid's main qualification was being the former law partner of Hunter Biden's criminal attorney. In December of 2020, Hunter Biden hired a Latham and Watkins lawyer called Chris Clark to defend him against potential federal tax charges. Just a month later, Hunter Biden's dad hired Chris Clark's partner, Nick McQuaid, to oversee the agency that could bring those federal tax charges. That seems like an obvious and glaring conflict, but no, Nick McQuaid did not recuse himself from the Hunter Biden investigation. And so, more than two years later, not surprisingly, no charges have been brought against Hunter Biden. And it's not for lack of So that. make sure that you understand the timeline here. So this is how it works. Nick McQuaid, yes, we got Merrick Garland, but it's, it's, it doesn't even need to get to Merrick Garland, which, of course, will give him plausible deniability, which, of course, is the plan all along. That's why you don't ever see anybody prosecuted, although they should be prosecuted anyway, because their deniability is not actually plausible. However, so they, so they actually hire Nick McQuaid to oversee. Nick McQuaid is overseeing the Hunter Biden tax fraud investigation. Nick McQuaid is, right? Now, Nick McQuaid is the former partner of Chris Clark, who is a Lathan and Watkins law firm attorney. Chris Clark was hired to defend Hunter Biden in his tax fraud, in his tax fraud case. So, that, so you have Chris Clark hired to defend Hunter Biden in his tax fraud case, partnered with Nick McQuaid. Nick McQuaid separates off and is hired by Joe Biden to then prosecute the Hunter Biden tax fraud case. So I wonder why there's been no affidavits that have been signed. I wonder why there's been no grand juries impaneled because Hunter Biden's defense attorney is in charge of his criminal prosecution.
This is the state of the country that we live in. Would you get that kind of treatment? If you were facing a criminal tax fraud charge, absolutely not. Let's go to the next one. Bo Snurdly tweet, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, confirms Biden officials Washington office raided but on administrative leave. Here's the story, Fox News. DHS is just another separate story, nothing to do with Hunter Biden. This is the state of our court system, our criminal justice system. DHS confirmed to Fox News Digital that Transnational Organized Crime Mission Center Executive Director Brian Sulk off Brian Sulk's office was searched and sealed with tape on Monday. The spokesperson also told Fox News Digital that Sulk was placed on administrative leave as part of an ongoing investigation per standard procedure. This is not he already had an ongoing investigation, but his office was raided for a separate reason. The Mission Center Sulk Runs creates intelligent assessments, intelligence assessments on high-profile policy issues, including the opioid pandemic, the southern border, and border security. Suddenly, he's arrested. He's a big deal, a source with, source with direct knowledge of the, of the search, told Rolling Stone. He does the border, all the big issues, and all the crisis. This is why this is so, so shocking. He gone. Wonder why that is? No, no, yet. But I just wanted you to know that you have the FBI now. Well, it's not actually the FBI. It's on that screen, right? Department of, it's Department of Homeland Security. But they actually have kind of their own little police force. But anyway, they, his office just got raided. So this is the state of the Biden administration. Let's go to the next one. The Columbia Bugle video. Here's another talk. A lot of Tucker tonight. But is it? There's just too good to pass up. Here's what's going on. This is this past week. This is what's going on with the Epstein case. Play it for me. It's approaching four years since Jeffrey Epstein died in detention in New York City. It's very obvious he was killed. The more you look at the details, and we have, the more clear it is that somebody got inside the most secure federal lockup in our most populated city and murdered Jeffrey Epstein. But who? Well, the Department of Justice is in charge of finding out who, of course, and they say they have had an investigation. For almost four years. So periodically we reach out to DOJ and ask, how's the Epstein investigation going? <laughs> we called today again. They told us they'd complete and publish their report soon. We also thought it'd be worth reaching out to the NYPD. We wanted to know what was said in any 911 calls from the federal lockup in New York on the day that Epstein was found dead. The NYPD has just turned over one of those calls to us and it reveals the truth. Here it is. Oh, just kidding. We can't play that 911 call for you because it's been deleted. Really? Just like the videotape. Why? Because we are, quote, well past the 12 month retention period. So it looks like the NYPD deleted the recordings of 911 calls from the jail. So we thought, well, how about the FBI? We called over to the FBI to say, do you have any 911 recordings from the jail, from the federal lockup? And we got no response. No one seems interested anymore, but we're interested. Typical, typical, typical Democratic Party judicial system shenanigans that are going on there. So you have, you know what? This all got deleted. Of course, you know, all the cameras weren't working the night that Jeffrey Epstein was killed. And now all the phone calls in and out of that institution have now been deleted because it's, 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 they're past the 12-month retention period, which, of course, they delay, the delay, delay, delay all judicial action for 12 months so then they can delete all the material because it's past the 12 months and then have then the investigation's over. 
That's the point of it all. That's exactly what they're doing. That's what they always do. All right, moving on to vaccines. D-tweet, FOIA, NHS, that's National Health Service. That's out of Scotland, Ireland, and Great Britain. Uh, but this is specific, they, and, and it's localized. So this is out of Lanarkshire. Lanarkshire, maternity statistics, 2018 to 2022. Neonatal deaths up 117% in the last two years. What, what came out in the last two years? That's strange for them to be up 117%. Early pregnancy loss up only a mere 106% in 2022. Strange, isn't it? Stillbirths are up a mere 43% in 2021 and 2022. Just some more stats coming out about their safe and effective vaccine. Go to the next one for me. Our Commande, our Commande graph video, Brownstone Institute fellow Debbie Lerman of the military operation. Boy, here this, could, this is going to ruin the rest of the night. Operation that gave birth to the mRNA industry who eagerly prepared for the pandemic. Play it for me. Decided from the beginning that the mRNA technologies were going to work, no matter what. Okay? Unless everybody who got the shot dropped dead immediately, it was going to be a success. And so they got Pfizer to take over BioNTech. BioNTech had never been working on anything that had to do with viruses. I mean, they say they were doing some flu research, but 99% of their research was on cancer. Mm -hmm. Pfizer took over BioNTech. Moderna and um, Fauci, you know, Moderna and Fauci and NIAID were already working together. Um, they, once they decided that it was a medical countermeasure and that we were... Uh, developing it in opposition to a bioweapon. It no longer had to go through any of the regulatory um, steps that a vaccine would have to go through. A vaccine absolutely cannot be developed safely and effectively in less than, some people say 10 years, some people say five years. It's years. Um, But if it's a medical countermeasure, then you can um, present it as a... um, the, the process of manufacturing it is called a demonstration. And the actual thing that you're manufacturing is a prototype. And as a prototype, it doesn't have to go through anything at all. And so basically, um, and I think that you know um, Sasha Ladipova? Do you know who Sasha Ladipova is? Yeah. Okay. Amazing research. So she sort of combined my research on the fact that it was a national security response and that the DOD, the Department of Defense, was responsible for the vaccine research. And that the Department of Defense being responsible for the vaccine research is fact and it's in the public record. So there were Army generals who were in charge of warp speed, not doctors, not researchers, not public health people. Um, and so it was run as a military operation. And because of it being in the military framework, and in the um, medical countermeasure framework, as opposed to the vaccine public health framework, they were able to bypass everything. Well, of course, warp speed was a DOD operation. We've been saying that on the Tom Lightly podcast now for all of all of this year and part of last year when it came out that warp speed and everybody happened to remember. I know Aaron will because Aaron remembers everything. But we had we were we put out videos on this show of member Donald Trump. And you're like, this shows you I'm not a sycophant. As if Donald Trump does something stupid, which warp speed was the doom of his presidency. Maybe the doom of his political career. We'll see. I, ho- I hope not. I'm voting for him coming up 
It, you know, whether it's him or DeSantis, I'll let him fight it out. But I'll vote for one of the two of them. For whoever the nominee is, I'm voting for one of the two of them. But we we played the video of Donald Trump actually saying we're going to get met, we're going to get generals, we're going to put out the military and get this vaccine out there. But not forcing it, he was not mandating. I'm going to be clear now. Truth is the truth. Donald Trump never mandated, never would have mandated nothing. He was right on mandates, 100, percent 100 percent right on that. Absolutely wrong on the vaccine. On the vaccine roll, you know what? You want to try to get a vaccine. That's fine. That's that's fine. I hate vaccines. I, I'm pretty much against all vaccinations. However, I'm just saying, medically speaking, like mumps, you know, or measles and things like that have proven to be somewhat effective. But so you want to get a vaccine. Why do you never want a vaccine for a 0.1% death rate virus? I don't know. Because, because it's politically expedient. And, you know, for the left, the globalist left is bourgeois elite, then it leads to the vaccine passport. But again, so, you know, I digress. But so this this is Operation Warp Speed. Everybody thinks that this is an op out of NIH, an op out of the CDC, an op out of the medical community, an op out of the FDA. No, 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 no. Operation Warp Speed was a DOD operation. That's how they were able to hop over. They were able to skip regulatory steps. Regulatory steps were waived. It's called indemnity for everybody involved. Regulatory steps were waived so that they didn't have to spend 10 years for this vaccination. They only had to spend 10 months for this vaccination. You can't develop a vaccine in 10 months. You can't have what's called long-term studies without those two words called long-term. Okay, I'm such a genius, right? So all of this was unregulated. I mean, it was regulated. It was regulated by the DOD. They didn't now, because they, because they called it a medical countermeasure, it was a response to what they called, they classified it a biomedical attack. A biohazardous attack. So the reason why they classified it that classified it that way is so that it could be a DOD response. And when it's a DOD response, all your regulatory steps are waived. And then they class so they classified them a, a medical countermeasure. And then in order for you to, to just throw out experimental mRNA gene altering vaccines, and they're not vaccines, they're just shots. They're jabs, they're, they're, they're gene-altering jabs, gene-altering medications, gene therapeutics, but I don't like to use the word therapeutics because there's no therapy involved in it. It's a gene-alterer, that's, that's what these things are. So these are not vaccines, but for the ease of conversation, I'll call them vaccines. So they put out these gene-altering experimental mRNA vaccinations that the very developer and patent holder for mRNA technology, Robert W. Malone said, don't ever do it and don't ever take it, but they did it anyway. So they put it out there. How are they able to do this? It's against federal law because it's a DOD response to a, to a what I'm gonna get, to a med- it's a medical countermeasure from a bioweapons attack. That's how they, that's how they classify. We like, well, I think that's justified when it came out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's not justified for a 0.1% death rate. If they were, if they were, if, if you had China, because we know the Biden administration will allow China to fly over the United States at will. We know that. And they, you, we could see 50, 50 balloons with middle fingers 
flying over the United States tomorrow and Biden would just, just say, oh, you know, it's no big deal. And that with white powder coming out of them and he wouldn't care at all. I mean, so if it's anthrax coming out of these of the weapon of, of balloons flying over there, that's one thing. That would be a medical countermeasure where you could do lockdowns, force masks, force vaccinations. But this certainly wasn't that for a 0.1% death rate. But somehow they were able to do it. And Donald Trump was part of this. Sorry, I mean he was. This caused you not to watch the TLP anymore. It's fine. I'm a Trump supporter, still am. I'm gonna vote for him. I'm just telling you this was a huge mistake. You never become an unprincipled leftist. You, you, never, you, you never defy your principles. You never defy the truth for the sake of a narrative, for the sake of a candidate, because then you're just an unprincipled charlatan. You're a soulless, demonic person. So what happened was, so they just, they call it a medical countermeasure to a bioweapons attack. So then they just unleash these vaccinations, lie to the public, Call them safe and effective. Donald Trump believed they were safe and effective because he was lied to by Pfizer. Pfizer was commissioned by the DOD. Anybody know that? Did you know that? Pfizer was hired by the DOD. They were actually, BioNTech's going out of business. BioNTech is actually the only institution, the only company that has created the, the FDA-approved vaccine, which is Comirnaty, which not one person has ever gotten a shot of outside of their Comirnaty uh, trials. So BioNTech is actually the only one that, is, that has created the FDA-approved drug that no, it's not available to, any, to anybody. But so Pfizer was commissioned by the DOD to make these drugs. Now, the reason why you're seeing, I won't get to it tonight, but the reason why you're seeing some people with extreme adverse effects from this vaccine and people with possibly no effects, which, which by the way, I put possibly in front of it because they're still gene altering therapeutics that take one to seven years to show what they're gonna do or not do. So some people have been adverse, some people died. Most, I put out the stats a couple of weeks ago or maybe earlier in the week of how many elderly people died within 48 hours of the shot. It's, it's, it's astronomical astronomical and they'll blame it all on long COVID. But the reason why some people die immediately or die shortly afterwards, or you see like, you know, Justin Bieber and his wife greatly adversely affected because nobody was monitoring the amount of S spike protein in each shot. Nobody was, nobody was monitoring the amount of S spike protein in each vial. So you never know what you got. You either got none or you got a million times more than what you're supposed to get. Nobody knows. Like when I was showing you those neonatal deaths out of the NIH, Great Britain, Scotland, and Ireland, calcified placentas, all of these, all of these um, stillbirths and miscarriages, it's because these mothers got a bad shot. Some, and why you see people just drop, we, of course, you know all the stats that I put forward over the last, you know, the, the studies of athletes. We've had 1,700 die in the last two years on the field. We had 50, we had, we had 1300 die in the previous 50 years. So this is what happened. So they put out the vaccines out into the public with no proper, no proper, proper clinical studies, no long-term studies because there's the missing, the missing two words. There's no long-term and they can put that out. They're allowed to legally do it because they're under a DOD umbrella. They're under a medical countermeasure. They're under a biomedical attack umbrella. So all they got to do is call it a, when they put out these faulty mRNA experimental vaccinations, they just call it a demonstration. And you're allowed to do whatever they want. 
You're, you're, they're allowed to do whatever they want under the DOD umbrella. As long as you call it a medical countermeasure against a bioweapons attack, you can do whatever you want. Anybody tell you that? Did we Listen, Nuremberg, Nuremberg trials. Aaron, how much time do I actually have? Is that my time? Okay. It's Nuremberg level trials that need to come out because you were never told any of this. I was never told any of this. Of course, I'm not stupid enough to take the vaccination. And then they, all they got to do is call the vaccination a prototype, which is what they did, and they could do whatever they wanted. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Love you all. See you on Tuesday night, 8.30. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, was I, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. This is a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. Real talk. Real talk.